SN Utils is a very useful Chrome extension that provides ServiceNow developers with several useful utilities and shortcuts. On this episode of Breakpoint, I sit down with the author to get some inside information. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals. And of course, I always say that with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. In this episode, this time I've got the pleasure of talking to Arnaud Kui, platform architect at ServiceNow, about SNUtils and SN Script Sync. And if you haven't heard of these extensions for Chrome and Visual Studio Code, respectively, I encourage you to take a look. We'll provide some links in the show notes. But first, how are you today, Arnaud? I'm doing good. Thank you, Chuck. It's an honor to be on the show. Well, the honor is all mine. Welcome to Breakpoint. And before we begin, I always like to get to know our guest a little bit. So tell us a little bit, who is Arnaud? So I'm Arnaud Kooi. I live in the Netherlands, in the northern part of the country, near a city called uh, Groningen. Uh, I've relocated from the Amsterdam uh, area last year. And uh, currently at ServiceNow, I am a platform architect within the workflow design studio. Uh, that is uh, really new, hot of the press. I transitioned to that team last week. Congratulations. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Perfect, perfect. It's really a, a cool team to be part of, uh, uh, designing uh, prototypes and inspiring customers with uh, with great solutions. So really looking forward. Uh, prior to that, uh, the last two years I spent in the field solution consulting team in the Netherlands. So I supported customers in the manufacturing space mostly. And before that, I uh, I worked at a partner. I uh, did uh, uh, outbound product management uh, work uh, related to performance analytics and platforms. So did quite a bit of uh, development on the platform myself as well in those roles. Yeah, and so besides uh, working, uh, what I like to do as well is uh, in my spare time, uh, I like to hike, I like to bicycle, and uh, currently in Netherlands, we are still in a lockdown, but uh, I'm, I'm really keen to, when uh, it reopens again, to hit the gym uh, at least two times a week, because I did uh, gain some weight and I need to work on that, so uh, so that's something I'm, uh, I'm really, uh, that's, that's something uh, my, uh, how did they call it in English, the the new year's resolutions mm -hmm. um and and of obviously besides uh, work uh, the snu tills it is a hobby so i consume quite a bit of spare time uh, developing and maintaining that so uh, that's uh, that's probably one of my biggest uh, hobbies as well and it's it's a, we'll get to that it's a wonderful utility uh we'll get to that in just a moment but tell us about your origin story what did you do before service now Actually, when I when I studied, I did electrical engineering, and um, the start of my career was at a services company, uh, really in the electrical engineering space. Uh, a few years in that role, I was really, uh, yeah, I was really on a personal level interested in IT. 
So I did some hobby projects um, uh, for some communities. I've built a website in and learned PHP and so on. So a few years in, I thought uh, my ambition is really to transition to a more IT role. And what I did, I started to study in the evening hours. And once I needed to uh, finish that uh, study, I did a project at my uh, employer that I had back then. And there I designed and built a maintenance management solution, uh, basically from scratch. It was uh, so all the SQL, it was in Microsoft technology. Uh, and that was uh, quite some time in use at that company. So I re- really had, uh, yeah, I, I, I really have put in some trust and it was really nice to see it really being uh, utilized by uh, the company and by their customers. Uh, but then uh, there came an opportunity around the corner in 2015. Uh, I was looking around a bit and then uh, I ended up uh, joining a partner. And at that partner, I worked with customers in the financial sector, uh, mainly on performance analytics. Uh, And uh, yeah, during that time, I uh, got really uh, engaged or or, uh, I was really surprised by how easy it was to build things uh, in ServiceNow. So uh, when I, I, I came from that background where I built something from scratch and when I needed to add a field uh, to, to, uh, to a certain form, what I would need to do, I would need to uh, edit the HTML, edit the SQL statements uh, and so on and so forth. And yeah, as we all know, we have service now, it is a drag and drop and edit and everything works. So I was really kind of uh, blown away by how easy it is to uh, develop on the platform. And that uh, started a bit uh, as so many in the in the scene and the enthusiasts that uh, really uh, dedicate some uh, personal time and commitment to it to make things better. So that's a bit my origin story. Uh, and so after two years, I had the opportunity to join the mothership, as I see it, uh, as, as I see service now being referred to uh, when looking at LinkedIn. Uh, and so that's where I am right now, five years in almost and uh, having, a, having a great time. Very good. Wow. Quite the journey. Let's describe for the listener, what is SNUtils? We'll get to SN Script Sync in just a second, but let's yeah, start with yeah. SNUtils. What, what was the genesis of this? Where did it come from? Yeah, what I, uh, when I started my journey in ServiceNow, it can be overwhelming, right? To, uh, there are so many tables where, where data is stored and so on. So when exploring a bit the platform beyond the, the, the fundamentals training and the scripting training, I was really diving into the platform and exploring the sys db object table and seeing all those tables. And uh, I, I thought maybe there is an easier way to explore all those tables. And uh, I, I, I came across the table API, so various parts in the platform that uh, I, I got to see. 
And for me, it was a bit one in one is two. I thought, how can I make it easier to uh, get access to all those tables that I can just type away some letters and I'll get the matches. And the, the logical choice to, to build something like that, to me, uh, I, I concluded uh, maybe an extension, a particular a Chrome extension would be useful for that. So I started diving into that. And uh, once I got the hang of it, I had uh, a pop-up uh, in the extension where all the tables are loaded. And when you type a letter, it will match all the matching tables. <laughs> uh, and, and from there, that's a bit of the trigger. Huh? And uh, I thought uh, after that, I thought maybe uh, there uh, in, in the platform, you need to always uh, move the mouse to the save button or right-click in the, in the header bar to save. I said, wouldn't it make sense to just have a shortcut control S like you are used to in other uh, tools? Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that was uh, probably the second edition. <laughs> so when I had a few uh, capabilities in that uh, tool that I use for myself, I thought, let's uh, see how the publishing, uh, how that works to get it published in the Chrome Web Store. And so that's basically got uh, the ball rolling to uh, to to get it uh, started. And yeah, at first it, it didn't really take off. I was the only user and I didn't make too much uh, publicity around it. Uh, but uh, over time, people found it and people chimed in and people asked, uh, do you have it available for Firefox or uh, can it do this or that? And I had my own uh, ideas how to make it easier. So that is a bit uh, how it evolved. So really, uh, as a tool for myself, publish it to the store. And then uh, from there, it's kind of organically grown uh, to what it is today. Was this your first Chrome extension or have you done this before? Or was there a learning curve to get this online? No, it's not that hard to to get it online. Uh, it, it is my first, uh, it was my first uh, extension and till date it is. Uh, or besides the different versions there are, uh, I don't have any other uh, published uh, uh, besides SNUtils. Um, yeah, it, it is really... Um, it, what you see nowadays is that uh, due to the security uh, reasons, the, the, the approval process, it's getting a bit more tight. But getting started itself is not that uh, hard, I would okay. say. And there are lots of uh, examples and boilerplates uh, uh, available on and uh, Google themselves uh, have, have, I believe there's a GitHub repository where you can get uh, uh, examples of all the APIs and how to utilize them. So getting started is, is not very, uh, very complicated, I would say. I've never built a Chrome extension, so could you describe the, the development process to get something published in the Chrome store? Is there an SDK? Is it is it a language? What does that look like? Yeah, the development itself, they have APIs uh, that can be leveraged, and uh, all the development is actually done in uh, VS Code itself. Uh, you can probably use other uh, other editors, but uh, as, as in most uh, programming, uh, VS Code is uh, wildly uh, popular. 
So what you do is you have to, there are npm packages as well that can help you get started. But uh, the way I did it, I uh, I cloned a, a repo with the samples and uh, I've built on that. So uh, I probably had the hello world that evolved to uh, SNUtils uh, today. So that's uh, yeah, that, that's the uh, that's the process. And once you have it uh, for uh, Chrome, there is, uh, I believe, a one-time uh, five-dollar fee to get it published, and then uh, uh, you can publish uh, up to thirty uh, packages to uh, to the to the mm. Chrome store. I, I since a year or two, I'm also publishing it as um, uh, for uh, Apple for uh, Safari. That's a bit more complicated, and uh, not all APIs are supported by Safari. So it is a bit restricted, but in uh, the most important functions uh, also work uh, over there. So uh, Safari, I would say, is a bit more complicated to get things published. But uh, in general, when you follow the steps, eh, it's just like development on service now. Eh? When you read the docs and follow the the, the docs uh, in a proper way, you uh, you should be able to uh, get things up and running. Do you find your your development psychology has changed? It used to be your fun little pet project, and now somebody recommends a change. You say, that's a great idea, but ooh, that's a lot of effort now because I've got three different platforms to maintain, and I, you, know, you have to implement your own change management system, I would assume, and version control. And this isn't just the little weekend project that you once had <laughs> no 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 it, it's getting a bit uh, com- more complicated but i do have <laughs> one uh, one one code base for uh, for all the platforms nice. so that, that that's a benefit and i've added some uh, scripting to enhance the build process so and there are also for firefox and chrome there are uh, publishing uh, apis that uh, so it's basically one push of the button for me to get it published to uh, Chrome and, and Firefox and uh, nice. the Safari. I, I don't uh, uh, update on every minor change, but uh, it, it is uh, c- quite convenient. And uh, what you see lately is there are some people uh, chiming in uh, that uh, do some pull requests. So when they do a pull request, it's it, yeah. The, with, with the GitHub, that makes it really easy to uh, to keep uh, to keep things in sync. So uh, yeah, w- what is nice is sometimes when I have uh, only uh, a little change or a minor bug, then uh, uh, people will put in an issue in uh, in GitHub, and uh, if all works accordingly, I can publish the updated version. Uh, Within an hour or two to the to the store, so that's uh, it is a, a quite seamless process, I would say, right now. Well, you've got this nailed down. It, it, there's there's you know development lesson just in doing one of these hobbies. So if any listeners out there have ideas, whether it's ServiceNow or you know, a Chrome extension or something else, you are going to learn about your own DevOps process and how to refine that and where to find efficiencies, and that just builds on itself that's experience you can take anywhere that's a wonderful story i didn't even think about making the github repo public so that others can do pull requests and that was that was just an obvious thing that you gravitated towards that i 
wouldn't have thought of initially, and and maybe you didn't either. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get a get up till version four. <laughs> maybe it was one of those stories. <laughs> in, indeed, uh, indeed, uh, I did not publish it uh, after uh, until two years. The the main reason for me to uh, to publish it was uh, to be fully transparent. Eh? Obviously, that's great. Some people can be a bit uh, hesitant. Uh, they say, "Hey, what what, what kind of uh, stuff are you doing?" Uh, uh, so uh, I decided to make it uh, in, in full transparency. I decided to put it on GitHub so people uh, can assess it themselves if they feel comfortable in, uh, in, in installing it or not. Well, let's talk about a companion to SNUtils that's closely related. We mentioned it already. SN Script Sync. What, tell mm-hmm. us about that. Give us the, uh, the story, the, the elevator pitch. Yeah, well, the elevator pitch... Uh, uh, SNUtils, that is a, a VS Code add-on or extension. I always get confused what the official naming is, but I believe VS Code calls it extensions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you can do with it is uh, it's really meant as a side-by-side way to uh, when you have a big script in, in ServiceNow and you feel like uh, it's more convenient to, uh, to build that in an IDE rather than the code editor, uh, you can click on a little icon in your instance, and that will instantly copy the current script to uh, VS Code. And when you're in VS Code, you can uh, hit save, and it will be pushed back uh, to your instance. So it's really meant as a way to uh, yeah make make development really side by side to your uh, with the IDE really integrated in in the platform in the browser uh, uh, so that you have uh, a way to, uh, to to use the benefits of uh, uh, that that can be leveraged by using a, a tool like VS Code. Now, we have a ServiceNow extension for VS Code. How would you differentiate the functionality between SN Script Sync and the ServiceNow Visual Studio Code extension? That just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I I had mine uh, for already uh, four years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I transferred from a Chrome app to a VS Code extension, but the 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 the, the way to uh, code in a, in VS Code is there for a long time. And uh, so, but uh, the distinction between the official VS Code extension of ServiceNow, I think it is a bit the the the, the idea of the extension is also to work offline, the official one. And for me, it's really uh, always a side by side where the the platform, your UI, you have a tab open where you have the code editor, uh, or sorry, for example, your script includes. And next to that, when you click on that little icon, it gets transferred to the VS Code uh, window. And it, you don't have to put in any credentials in, in VS Code, so you don't have to maintain it over there. So it's really a quick side-by-side way uh, in contrast to uh, the official one that maybe pulls all your scripts include of a particular app uh, in, in VS Code. And 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 another thing that I uh, have in the VS Code uh, in Script Sync is a way when you hit save. So when you do mm-hmm. UI work, uh, when you hit save, uh, it will automatically send a, a reload command to the tab of the browser. 
so uh, that can be convenient so that you see uh, without uh, doing anything you just hit command save and it will reload your browser tab so that you immediately see the the, the effect of your uh, latest changes i like that description really the online editing side by side is as in script sync and then mm-hmm. if you wanted to do massive offline and i'm glad you mentioned the the save thing because i was going to mention that as well it seemed like all you have to do with SN Script Sync is save it and pff, the instance is updated. Whereas yep. the ServiceNow extension, you've got, you save, but it's local. It's almost like a GitHub mm-hmm. thing where you've got to sync or push things back to the instance. And it, so it, it, it's, a, it, it's a clever distinction. The other thing I noticed was when you use the ServiceNow extension, you, like you said, you give credentials, you tell it which instance, and you can manage multiple workspaces and projects on different instances at the same time. But it downloads either the entire project, all of the files from your scoped app, for example, or you can select certain classes of things. I just want my script includes mm-hmm. in UI actions and business rules. But it's getting all of them for that project. When you're doing SN Script Sync, and you're looking at a specific script include, and you hit that little icon next to the label, that's all you get. So it, it feels yeah. like a, a leaner, faster way of doing that rather than what have I got? What do I need to sync? What, what's local? What needs to be put uploaded? Both have their value. But I'm not saying yeah. one is better than the other. They just have different characteristics that I wanted to point out here. Yeah, yeah. So I've got another question about the maintenance as you go forward, and it has to do with the, the SNUtils Coupling with the DOM and and changes that are coming up, I, I'm hinting at something that uh, we do have a new UI, new experience, depending on when the listener listens to this, if they're getting it the same day, they're going to go, what, what, what? You don't want to miss uh, the tech now from February 3rd and get yourself a PDI and explore what we've been referring to as Polaris or next experience. And and that's going to mean we probably have some changes coming up in SNUtils as far as placing icons on the top menu bar, et cetera, et cetera. Are you already on top of that? Or or what does that landscape look like for you? How much maintenance is that? Yeah, I will surely uh, keep a close eye on that, on on how that evolves. Uh, But there are two things. eh? Currently, uh, what is used a lot is uh, slash commands. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really tie in. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it, I, I don't foresee any issue with that because that is a, a separate piece of uh, HTML that is being added, uh, but that, that is independent of, uh, of, of any uh, design system that ServiceNow uses. So everything you use for the navigation to quickly open things or search things, I don't foresee an issue in that. Uh, but when you talk, for example, about the t- technical names function that adds uh, information to your current page, mm-hmm. obviously that does tie into the DOM. Uh, I had, did have a look at a pre-build of uh, San Diego, and I actually did make already some adjustments to for that to uh, uh, be compatible. 
And that's uh, uh, as far as I know, I'm I'm good with that. So I I made uh, changes to the UI and uh, or sorry to uh, to how uh, the technical names function work, and that should be good. And obviously, uh, going forward, uh, I will keep a close eye on that, on uh, so that it uh, stays compatible. And uh, and what I always try to do is make uh, make it that even when it uh, when the UI changes, so when there are changes in the DOM, uh, either it works or it doesn't work, and it will not lead to uh, errors. So uh, I do some pre-checks, and if that pre-checks, if I find certain errors, elements that's a prerequisite to execute a function uh, and if that elements are not found i will not execute the function so uh, i try to avoid uh, getting all uh, kind of funky uh, uh, errors in your in your console so uh, I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on it and obviously it might be challenging because uh, the web components are a bit more complex than the the, the good old HTML uh, elements. But uh, again, it's all it's all always uh, it, it can also be fulfilling when you do uh, it. You learn yourself a lot about how it's uh, put together. So it's uh, it's it, it, it's nice to stay uh, up to date with your own technology knowledge as well. Absolutely. That's why we do these little pet projects. <laughs> it's it's the it's the self-satisfaction of learning and then turning around and sharing that, of course. Yeah. What is your favorite SNUtils feature? What I fi- find fulfilling, it, it's not there too long, but I have a feature um called slash RD that is a slash command. So in general, uh I, I I like how fast you can navigate and, and search and find things uh, with the slash commands. But in particular, there is a slash R&D command. Uh, if you type it in and you're on a, a form or a catalog item with uh, mandatory fields, it will fill in all those uh, mandatory fields and it it loops uh, around the 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 fields that are uh, to to check if there are still fields uh, needing to be filled in because obviously when you fill in one another can become mandatory and to me that's always fulfilling when i type in that command uh, and i see it fill up uh, yeah that, that it's really a, a feature meant for admins and for testing but uh, think like that when uh, when I see the, the, it, it, it working on itself, that uh, to me is uh, one of the most fulfilling things. So let me get this right. You type in slash RND and there's a form present and it's got yeah. a mandatory user field. It's got a mandatory mm-hmm. string field. It's got a mandatory date field. It's going yeah. to pick a random user from the user table. Yeah, yeah. It's going to pick a random date from a calendar. I mean, do we, do we have any control? It's not going to pick, you know, 1905. <laughs> no, when, when I try to, uh, uh, when it's a date field, uh, it, 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 I pick a date quite current, uh, quite close to the current date. In the future, but not too far in the future. Okay. Yeah, no, no, not 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 a far distant, and and obviously there can be a, a UI policy or a constraint or something that it uh, says this is not a valid date. It's a helper to do things that cost you uh, ten or fifteen steps normally to bring that down to one or two steps, and uh, that's a really a visual way to to see it come to life. <laughs> 
Was that your suggestion or did somebody from the, the community suggest that? Yeah, I, I believe there is someone on Slack asked me sometimes, can I fill <laughs> in a random? And, and and sometimes when a question comes in, it, it evolves to something uh, that uh, it solves the question and maybe goes a bit beyond that question as well. That sounds like it may be the answer to my next question, but I, it, it may or may not. What is your favorite what I call underdog feature, something that is very powerful, but not all that well-known or used enough, in your opinion. I think a lot of the slash commands are still really uh, underutilized. Um, for example, uh, when you need to go to a, a particular user in, in ServiceNow or do, uh, uh, um, do an impersonation of someone, Using that uh, slash commands, you can really do that in two or three seconds, uh, where otherwise you it will prob- probably cost you 10 seconds or more. Or if you're as bad as me, you type sys under user.list. <laughs> the least efficient way to get to the user table. Yeah, something like that. It, and, and, and sometimes when I see... Uh, 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 when I see a YouTube video where people do have it uh, uh, on their system uh, and they not fully utilize it, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I sometimes feel like uh, screaming. Uh, <laughs> you want to reach through the camera and grab yeah. them by the throat. You go, no, <laughs> add the second parameter and save all kinds of time. <laughs> yeah, no, so... so there's really a lot in that uh, in in that uh, slash commands that uh, that if you t- take some time uh, uh, to 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 investigate what's in it, uh, you can uh, uh, yeah you can really uh, benefit it. Uh, so I'm also trying. Uh, I'll probably publish uh, something on now learning. Uh, there is a new initiative called uh, Community Created Content, uh, and there uh, hopefully later this uh, quarter, first quarter quarter of 2022, uh, I'll uh, there will be a, a course of uh, about uh, one hour of uh, videos that nice. uh, explains all the all the all the things that are available in it. So hopefully that will help. But you keep changing it, so there's going to have to be release notes and incremental <laughs> videos and all that good stuff that comes along with software yeah, maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, adding to that, uh, the, the scope of every suggestion. Like, oh, I've got to update the documentation. I'm going to have to make a new video. I'm going to- yeah, people can always uh, check in uh, my uh, my Twitter feed to to stay up to date with the latest and greatest. But it, it is a bit of a thing to... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's like all developers documenting <laughs> it is the least favorite part. But uh, yeah, I try to uh, uh, document everything, at least on, on Twitter when there is something uh, really changing. So I like to turn that around when I get a new feature is document it first because that will help me think through the the APIs, the parameters that I need. Do I need one parameter? I'm going to pl- pass in a glide record. Or am I going to pass in four little parameters? And does what does that mean down the road if I have to extend it? Blah, blah, blah. So if, if you think about the documentation, even at a cursory level, maybe it's not even the end user documentation yet, but documenting the code itself, I, I just find that even lightly documenting it, making notes mm. to yourself about a, a game plan of how you want to approach this problem is is very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And gets you a, a long way down that road. Well, there you heard it from the boss. Go check out the slash commands because we're certain that you're missing some capabilities that could make your life easier. Okay, I have another one from a, a 
a philosophical, political standpoint. Have you talked to our ServiceNow UI UX team about making some of these features standard in the platform so all users on all browsers can benefit? That's a good idea. If you have some uh, contacts uh, for me to uh, uh, to chime into, <laughs> uh, yeah. Currently, I, I had some uh, some check-ins with with people from product management, but uh, at, at that time they were so overwhelmed with the with their task to get Polaris out and and so on. Yeah. So uh, currently, I, I don't have an active uh, engagement with them on that, but uh, it might be a good idea to pick up that ball again. And sometimes it's hard to find the product owner for who can help me put line numbers in scripts background. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, been yeah. there since you know, uh, 2005 and nobody really yeah. owns it. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that's true. Yeah. So there are challenges on this end, but yeah, let's see what we can do. Maybe it'll lighten the load on you and, and you know, make it available to everybody. Can you give us an idea? What is on the roadmap for SNUtils? Yeah, so I'll be looking at uh, the UI framework. So that's that's not really something uh, that 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 the user really benefits of. But uh, I think uh, I'll 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 spend some time on that. How uh, and, and maybe some underlying architecture. It it has really grown from the bottom up. So it might be a good uh, time to step back a little and and see if uh, if if then there needs to be some design changes, and that's also uh, the Chrome Web Store. They are moving to something called Manifest V3, and that also requires quite a, a bit of rework. Hmm. Um, the APIs are, of the web extensions are changing a bit. Uh, that is quite controversial because a lot of uh, people in the community say it's just something to get it, to make it uh, harder for for uh, uh, for uh, ad blockers to to do their work. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a given that uh, Google requires uh, changing to that uh, manifest V3 over the next couple of months. And Firefox will also be supporting it soon. So uh, as soon as Firefox is supporting it, I'm uh, planning to make that uh, change. And I anticipate that uh, we'll, we'll cause, uh, also need some rework. In, uh, I need to dive into it uh, exactly. But that is something that uh, is on the roadmap, uh, uh, but it is really uh, behind the scenes. Uh, and, and what I'm thinking of, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring it to fruition, but something I'm thinking of is that slash commands, you can define your own as well. Right. And I'm thinking of maybe creating some sort of uh, a marketplace for that so that uh, if a user has something really nice that he says, this is a cool one, uh, that he can uh, publish it to a marketplace and that people can upvote it or something uh, based on uh, on usefulness. And if you click it, then it will be automatically added to your own environment. So that that is an idea I'm I'm playing uh, that that's in my mind. But uh, I I think first the the technical bits like the some uh, redesign and it manifest V3 that's uh, on the shorter term. And if I find some time to uh, bring that marketplace to fruition, that's something I'd, uh, I might work on later on in the, in the year. Might be a good crowdsource idea too. You've got the community out there now. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll involve them, that's for sure. Well, before we go, 
we need to let the listener know first where they can find SN Utils and SN Scripting. Yeah, uh, SN Utils, if you Google it, the first hit uh, is the right one. Uh, but uh, I also have my own domain, arnoldcoid.com. And there I have aggregated all the links to all the different versions, to my GitHub repository, to my Twitter feed. So I think it's uh, most convenient to uh, to refer to my uh, my my own site, arnoldcoid.com, and you'll find all the links over there. I will put that in the show notes, definitely. And I also want to note that we have a plan shortly after this podcast drops. It's going to come out on a Wednesday that the following Friday, we'd like to do a demonstration so people can actually see these tools in action. You can walk them through a number of the features. How's that sound? That sounds like a great idea. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. A right punch and a left punch all at the same time. So if they want to know the backstory, they listen to the podcast. If they want to see it in action, they can watch the video. Yeah. And and you mentioned your website. I'll I'll put that in the show now. Is there any other ways you'd let the listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, they can. Uh, I'm available on all channels, I would say. So I'm available on the community, on, on Slack, on, on Discord. And whatever we have, uh, hit me up and I'll reply. Uh, when you have something, a request for uh, SN Utils, it's most convenient to have a, a, a GitHub issue uh, posted. Uh, so, but uh, I'm available on other channels if you want to have a question or uh, idea you want to throw at me. Uh, I'm, or, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I try to be uh, as responsive as possible. If you come to him with, hey, you know, it would be nice, you're going to get a Twitter message back that says, here's a link to the GitHub. <laughs> I, I do I do push back a little on on some ideas if it's uh, if they want to add records via as in utils I'm, I'm I'm holding back on that kind of uh, functionality but I'm always open okay. to have uh, to have a connection to to see what we can do and those updates come out on Twitter so subscribe to them on Twitter follow them and you'll get the updates when they happen so good stuff I'll put notes or I'll put links in the show notes. And uh, thank you, as always, today, Arnaud. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget to check out all the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them at community.servicenow.com under the resources menu or servicenow.com slash podcast to find a whole bunch of other topics you may want to share with your coworkers about analytics and finance and government and health. Just lots of great content over there. Take a look. And share those links with your coworkers as well, because I'm sure there's something that will interest them that uh, you may not even really have relevance to today. I'm saying you wouldn't be valuable tomorrow, or if you're just like me and like to suck up every ounce of ServiceNow content out there and share it with the world. You can subscribe to this podcast for absolutely free and have it automatically delivered to you as new episodes come out. Again, thank you so much, Arnaud, for sharing with us today. It was a pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, okay, you can start.
So I am Arnold Kooi. I, I live in the Netherlands, currently in the northern part of the country near a city called Groningen. Don't ask me to pronounce that. And the pronunciation of that is Groningen. Groningen, Groningen yes. You got you to get the in there, almost like Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a glass of water, okay? I may ask that question again because I don't like the way it came out. <laughs> so when you find the answer, I'll ask the question again.